First, I would like to thank the ASSA organization, specifically Susan Reese, for coordinating today's event. Also, I would like to thank Melissa Cooper, who serves as Spectrum 360's public information officer, and Amalia Duarte, who serves as the public affairs director of ECLC. Well, busy is an understatement for school leadership these days. And so I'd like to thank the panel for taking the time to plan and prepare for today's discussion. Presentations that promote thought leadership such as these are extremely important, as is managing through COVID-related emergency after emergency and crisis after crisis. How to balance and prioritize? Well, this is something that we will talk more about today. Lastly, I would like to thank you, the audience, for give, giving us as presenters this opportunity. Uh, please feel free to use the chat function and to come into the breakout sessions after the presentation portion ends for extended discussion. So today's topic, Leading During Challenging Times, Three Key Takeaways by Dr. Anthony Hajmahalis. It almost goes without saying, but I must say it, this year is radically different for our schools and for us as individuals than any other year that we can remember. We'll start by talking about the lives that we live today. No need to show your hands, but who here actively sleeps with their smartphones? Was this the case last year? Two years ago? About five years ago? To go a bit further, how many of us check our accounts before falling asleep at night? How about when we wake up? Last one, and yes, I am gonna go there. Do you bring your phone into the bathroom just to check in the middle of the night? All right, maybe I'm going too far. Nonetheless, the question remains, why? Well, the short answer is fear of missing out, AKA FOMO. Perhaps this entire generation can be called Gen FOMO. Let's keep FOMO in mind as we move to the next slide. Couple of facts about Generation FOMO. Well, it is largely tied to those ages 23 to 38, uh, most commonly known as millennials. And the data shows that this group does mostly succumb to the idea of FOMO. And our lovely social media apps, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest, they contribute to FOMO. So the biggest things that create a buzz around FOMO, well, it's posts about things like parties, events, and food. So what is leadership today? If we were together, I would ask you to jot down your ideas. I would then take everybody's um, ideas about what leadership is and put them into a data analysis system commonly known as Wordle. Wordle then would somehow organize the ideas into themes and would enlarge um, the concept or the word that most of you indicated um, what leadership is today. So in the past we've done it and we've found words like transformational come out or influence, visionary, integrity, um, inspiration, and so many more. But we're gonna focus on those today um, because our goal today is to do exactly that, to inspire some action. Well, the core fundamentals of leadership doesn't matter if we're talking about COVID times or any time. 
they largely remain the same. I'm sure you can hear echoes of uh, folks uh, that worked uh, that you worked with, perhaps leaders, managers, maybe college professors, and they were declaring the three C's, right? Caring, communication, collaboration. Absolutely, all true. Uh, theoretical, uh, certainly true. So the thing about today is that the expectations from those that we lead are changing, and they're changing rapidly. And so it's important for us as leaders to reflect on this point from time to time, particularly during the most challenging times, those times where our hands seem to be tied, crisis, emergencies, um, priorities that uh, need, need to be done right now. So perhaps the closest parallel in modern United States history to our current challenges occurred during the time of the 1918 flu pandemic, which struck schools just about the time in which the electricity industry was preparing to take off. Well, the goals of school leaders then really were the same as our goals today. Goal number one, we want to develop our most valuable asset. Hands down, our workforce, our staff, the school leadership, the teachers, the counselors, the aides, our nursing staff, uh, maintenance staff, technology staff, all the people who work in the school, right? We want to develop them. Goal number two, we want to increase our end game or our end result, which is student engagement, right? Learning outcomes, attendance to school, grades, measurables that are related to student growth, right? Under a pandemic, super hard to do, but it's possible. Goal number three, well, we need to also develop and maintain relationships with people who perhaps may refer a student to our school, all right? Um, or if it's um, a case where there's a media um, outlet that reports data about our schools. So we need to develop relationships with all those folks that we can somehow continue to remain relevant to them and to demonstrate to them that we are of value. So our 20th century school leader predecessors constantly looked at bucketing user trends into three distinct categories of end user. Well, they looked at the user experience and the user's expectations of the first bucket, the employee, the second bucket, the students, and the third bucket, those referral sources, right? In some cases, it's a sending district or an agency. Um, in others, again, it could be um, media that report on school data, right? That folks will read, eventually will move to a certain region or town or city um, so that they can uh, attend, their children can attend um, the school there. Uh, basically, they found that Folks in all three buckets were choosing to go to places of learning, of entertainment, of culture, of worship that had, remember, we're talking about 1918, 1920, electricity. That was the buzz. That was the innovation of the time. So again, think FOMO. Today's COVID crisis thrust all of us into a scenario uh, back in March where we needed to immediately innovate. Really, mid-stride, it was sink or swim. There was no choice. For those who have shared some pro tips with me, the number one action taken has been investment 
Investment made to retrain, to reskill, to reorganize the staff and the administrative teams. So under executive order, major innovation was undoubtedly necessary. How to innovate and what to innovate and what, to what end? Well, all those things remains the experiment. Even more difficult to innovate and foresee the future in established programs where established business procedures and practices have been historically successful for decades. What if I told you this? Right after or right in the middle of your handling a COVID-related matter, and I came over and I said, artificial intelligence or AT, uh, AIT, artificial intelligence technology, will keep you in business next year. It will likely increase your revenue in the following five years by 25%. While I make no such claim, likely it would really just completely go in one ear and out the other because of the crisis of the moment. However, looking back at the school leaders of the 1918 era flu pandemic, they had to handle the flu and concurrently imagine a future for their schools post-pandemic. I would wager with you that the 1920s schools that did not embrace electricity as the marquee technology innovation of the time just a few years earlier didn't survive to see the roar of the 1920s. And it was not because of the flu. No worries. If you're not familiar with the phrase artificial intelligence, it is highly likely that you're already using some of it. A very basic example is the idea of entering your personal data online into an auto-filled data form one time and then never needing to re-enter your data in any field ever again. Or opening your phone with facial recognition, right? Talking to Siri. Other examples include learning apps that interpret the user's skill level and provide activities based on such level without the involvement of any teams or curriculum committees. Um, instead, it's an immediate uh, response by the computer. Yet other examples include wearable devices that can teach people just about anything, from being able to walk again after a trauma to being able to be a better runner or how to line up for a game of soccer. The field of AI has no limits. Imagine training your new executive director remotely through an AI chatbot, or speaking to one of your sending districts um, at the time most convenient to them through a chatbot that you designed that sounds like you, that in a sense looks like you and behaves like you and is able to answer every single question that you can answer with the same enthusiasm. Well, this is already out there, and this technology is created by a group called Nextplay AI, and uh, they have a system of chatbots called Ellen. Well, why even have an AI edtech strategy? FOMO for one, cybersecurity is another, if absolutely nothing else. Well, we are certainly leading through challenging times. So why not do it with AI EdTech? Or I should say, why not do with AI EdTech what our 20th century predecessors, predecessors did 
with electricity. In the 1890s, the mere idea of electricity was a major shift in leadership thinking. The challenge in the 1890s is the challenge now. Well, let's talk quickly about what some people said in the 1890s. Well, electricity just doesn't look important compared to the business side of the school, which has been working quite well for so long. Electricity looks a bit outrageous to the business side because it has no track record of bringing in any business. People in this industry, well, they just don't use electricity. While we are dealing with COVID-related challenges, be mindful. Be mindful of the Kodak syndrome. Well, what's the Kodak syndrome? Well, be very, very cautious about your investments. What is sad is that some people on this Zoom might not even know what Kodak was. In short, Kodak was the mother of modern photography, picture taking, film, cameras, everything related to that industry uh, really um, was a result of the innovations of the Kodak Corporation. Um, by the time the Kodak leadership was ready to innovate, someone else came in and full-on knocked them out. It was a total disruption. Okay, so we discussed some innovative ideas worthy of further exploration at your schools with your teams at another time. Back to slide two. We talked about three things in slide two that cause FOMO. Now we want to keep FOMO in mind right now during this time. Remember, parties, events, food, all things that get that buzz out there. More clicks, more comments, more shares, more activity, more traffic, right? So that's what we want to continue to look at. How can we do that? Um, next slide. So leadership style matters during challenging times. And I did choose a couple of uh, key figures of leadership um, that um, were not only incredibly influential during incredible um, challenges nationally, um, even worldwide, but they also had style. There was a certain pizzazz about them. They were able to motivate and influence. Um, interestingly, some of them um, actually did have or come um, to uh, disclose that they had various disabilities. Um, the good news for us is that leading successfully through challenging times has been done before, which means that it can be done again. Not only did schools survive the calamities of the 1900s, but these leaders inspired change, leveraging electricity as well, because if not for nothing else, they believed in their missions and they intended to move their missions forward for years to come. They were passionate. They were visible. They used the technology available at the time. They were people of integrity, of empathy, of compassion. They were willing to move out of their comfort zones for the betterment of the people that they served. So how are you innovating? Facial recognition software, biometric scanners, speaking um, uh, to smart devices, unlocking your phone. We talked about Netflix recommendations is another one. Autocorrect, smart building disinfection technology, smart HVAC systems, um, uh, spam blockers, right? Smart blocking, uh, email blocking software. Um, perhaps automating administrative tasks as well, um, attendance tracking, employee timesheets, tracking of employee time off, student development tracking, report cards, IEPs, BMPs, um, personalized learning plans, digital activity lists, Google Classroom, online curriculum, digital textbooks, informational uh, visualization apps, virtual reality, apps for the deaf, the hard of hearing, the visually impaired. What about your structure? Touchless sinks, touchless dryers, touchless lighting, touchless toilets touchless temperature scanning, 
just to name a few. Remember, the goal of school leaders back then, then, 1900s, they were the same as our goals today. Develop your most valuable assets, increasing your student engagement and learning outcomes, develop and maintain relationships with those who will potentially send students your way. All right, so what can we do? Literally tomorrow, all right, we want to get a team together or a couple of teams together. We want to evaluate or review or examine our mission statements, right? What are our beliefs, values, mission, vision, purpose? All those core fundamentals of the school need to be aired out. We need to get some fresh thoughts, some fresh ideas um, to perhaps modify, um, edit, change, evaluate um, where we stand right now in terms of our mission, right? Now more than ever, we got to keep the question gathering going, right? So it's another part of our communication strategy. We don't have all the answers, but what we can do is gather up all the questions and go gather those um, answers at some other time right? During this time of crisis, yeah, some of us seem to have an aptitude for these answers, maybe a bit more than others, but largely as a group of school leaders, it's a little bit unclear. So what are those questions, right? There was an administrator from South Jersey. He compiled a question list of over 300, including 21 student questions, and he's still adding to them. When he, when he finds the answers, he posts them, right? So it's questions, answers. He's actually publishing um, the, a digital book uh, for all of us to be able to use. All right, so visibility, we want uh, to get an external pres uh, presence going, right? We've been stuck inside, maybe our houses, maybe it's a part-time situation where we're in the school at some, sometimes, but we don't get to see everybody at the same points, which we used to during the day. So how do we get out there, right? We've got to leverage our technology, right? So are we putting uh, videos of ourselves out there? Are we putting videos of you know, positive things that are happening online, in the classrooms, um, at the school? Are we doing that? Are we promoting and letting everybody know what has been what has been going on during this time, right? We as leaders have an obligation to take advantage of situations where, uh, for example, perhaps a school building may be closed for a period of time. So is that an opportunity to do some painting, to do some window treatment changing, to do an HVAC job, to, uh, I don't know, perhaps buff and polish a piece of furniture that's just not been buffed or polished for a long time, right? So those are the kinds of things. Um, Third thing would be training, right? We have to retrain, we have to retool, we have to reimagine. And there's groups out there that will come in for free and they'll sit and they'll present to you on um, you know, what, what their training programs are all about. So you can have those, those talks um, initially, again, they're like consults with an attorney for free. And if you want to pursue them with your staff, with a certain team, maybe with yourself, then you can. But the idea is we need to retool, we need to reimagine, and the more training, the better for that. All right, so again, your actions. You're going to work the phones. You're going to get out there. You're going to compile some questions. You're going to survey, survey, survey. You're going to get in the know, and there's urgency behind it, right? So after that, visibility even more, right? Let them know that you heard their questions, that you see them, right, that you understand what's going on and their concerns. So you're going to call some of them back. You're going to get some video footage out there of you, of the staff kind of responding to those questions. You're going to use email. You're going to use snail mail, newsletters. Um, you're going to headline the things that are new, that are a little unusual, that are surprising. You're going to push out testimonials and success stories. This is your brag time, right? So students said this, you know, a, a district that has um, not been sending kids for a long time has recommended a student to our school because of this. This is what they said, right? We want to get all that information out there. Training, absolutely. Offer some trainings as well. Virtual events are a yes. Consider offering webinars and Zooms, presenting a unifying message to your stakeholders, 
around maybe the survey questions or some of the interviews that you did or the conversations that you had, right? Um, brand pairing. So you may maybe want to bring somebody in who really speaks this very similar message to you who's got a following, right? And so now those folks are going to come in and you're paired with that brand and you created some traffic that you didn't have before, right? Basic human needs. People want to connect, think about ways to do that. Attend the trainings, talk in the chat box, communicate, follow up, all right? So um, what can you do tomorrow? Well, we talked about it, but again, form a panel, review your school's beliefs, values, missions, visions, uh, purpose statements, right? Survey your districts and your parents for their questions and concerns. You're going to create a video series that address and answer their questions. Rinse, wash, repeat, all right? That's the plan moving forward. So what are people saying about uh, Westbridge? Well, I've got uh, a bunch of uh, three different examples. Child study team, wish my district was doing what you're doing. You know, a parent, I don't know what my family would do without you. Uh, student, Zoom classes really helped me prep for job interviews, which are largely being done on Zoom. All right, so wrapping it up, good luck to you. Good luck. I hope that you will use these three leadership uh, keys to go out and to deliver the right pitch for your school. Uh, for more relevant keys and to continue in our discussion, please go to the WBA breakout room at the end of today's live presentation series. For more about uh, this topic, also you can email me at anthonyh at westbridgeacademy.org. Thank you so much and have a great day.